Okay, thank you and welcome back to Psych Your Way to Success. Uh, I am Claire Bike and with me is Heather Fike. And today we have our first guest. Woohoo! We have Sam Smith yeah. with us. Woo! I know. Everybody, it's not the singer Sam Smith. It's a good it's friend better. and colleague. Yeah, it's better. Better than that. We have <laughs> Sam Smith, my colleague and friend. Um, in a minute, we'll talk about a little bit about who you are, what you do. Uh, you'll give us your elevator speech. But our topic today, brought to us by Sam Smith, is um, was ignorance bliss? And that's with reference to people in the workplace. Um, and we're going to let her kind of expand on that in a minute. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great. So super happy to be here. Um, Again, I'm for being here. <laughs> yeah, I'm an engineer by trade, so I do process engineering, um, whether it be in manufacturing or business process. So done a lot of work with people in change management, and that's how I stumbled upon IO Psych and these lovely ladies. Um, so really excited to kind of talk about the, the impact that's been having uh, on my work and my interaction with people. That's excellent. And again... Can't thank you enough for being here, but I will tell you, even from the start, we started together in school, I would say about a year and a half ago now, mm-hmm. that's January, for I sure, think so, yeah. I think so, um, but the, the the changes, I mean, we've been in so many classes together, and the changes and the evolution that's happened, I mean, even Heather has had the opportunity to talk about it too, like, have you found yourself having a similar evolution of like growth and change? Yeah, big time. So definitely um, looking at people differently. I come in an engineering space. I work with a lot of engineers. Um, They often feel that stereotype of kind of these super brainiac, socially awkward people um, (laughs) that are doing amazing things. Uh, But oftentimes you end up working with all sorts, not just engineers. And I think being able to understand stuff like what's motivating people, what's driving our biases has certainly changed my outlook. Um, I actually did, I've been doing some interviews this past couple weeks and Ooh. I, used, I used to pride myself like, oh, interview, no problem. I love to talk to people, get to know people. I felt like I had a good judge of character. And all of a sudden now I question everything I do. <laughs> Isn't that the story of psychology? Why, why am I not using more standard questions through my interview? Why? Very extroverted. Um, when I talk to other extroverts, I'm like, yeah, love it. You'd be a great part of the team. I'm like, wait, wait, maybe not. <laughs> and everything is getting kind of that that second look, at least from myself, um, which I think has benefits, but also can be kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I think I you should just make decisions. You can't just instantly make that happen. Ah. Nope. Nope. Yep. Now I have to overthink new things. <laughs> Which I feel like you have no shortage of. Facts. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you're talking about things like even interviews, when we say, you know, was ignorance bliss, where are you at with that? Um, I think that, I mean, blissful ignorance was definitely there. Uh, I think that I... I take the extra beat now, which in the long run is a better place to be in. Um, I am checking my own biases. I'm kind of pushing other people to do the same thing. Um, I haven't quite gotten to the perfectly standardized questions and what am I going to touch on, but 
I found myself interacting with my interview team for an in-person interview going like, hey, I need you to focus on this area and you to focus on this. And I want all of us to cover the same topic. Um, so it's certainly influencing how I approach that particular uh, aspect of my job. And I, I like to think it's an improvement, but there's growing pains with everything. So the blissful part was kind of, sure, we used to just make quick, fast decisions and hope for the best and have gotten lucky on a few candidates. But um, like overall, I think it's going to grab better people. And we're in a very challenging uh, company. We're always moving quickly, designing quickly. Um, so there's definitely a personality type that benefits from that. But we need people that are going to challenge us on it, too. So making sure we're not falling in that group thing, it's, it's having a good influence overall. Excellent. Heather? Sorry, I didn't know if you had any questions. I've been dominating this part of the conversation. No, no, you go for it. <laughs> I, I well, wonder if, like, you see it happening at your your work. Do you overanalyze these people that you're interviewing? Like when they ask a question, when you ask a question and then their answer is, you know, <laughs> oh, I like to take walks outside. And you're like, Hmm, now what does that mean? I don't know. I'm just curious. Like if it goes <laughs> into me, like, um, <laughs> do you really walk that much? Uh, I think. <laughs> I think Sam was already <laughs> asking those questions. That much. <laughs> yeah. Making me look bad. No. Um, I definitely find myself. I'm in my head, so I'm like going. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that means. What is this? Are these people's motivations? Um, what's kind of driving it out. So I, I end up asking a lot of times about, you know, how do you handle multiple priorities is always a big one. Uh, can you give me an example? And they'll give you the situations for it. And I find that I'm going, I wonder if that's really what they did or if they just know that's the answer I'm doing. And then I go, nope, I should be paying attention to their answer right now. Just <laughs> take notes and analyze later um, is the biggest thing. So, you know, we have to, trust the people that we're interviewing to be as honest with us as we are with them. So I do find myself now a lot more so emphasizing, hey, I want to be transparent about what you're stepping into. Um, we're not a perfect company. We, of course, have our own struggles, our own opportunities for improvement. And I think that's been a great benefit where all of us have become more honest about how we're presenting the company um, to folks so they know exactly what they're getting into. And the rest of it is my own insecurities to battle and, and <laughs> outside of the interview room uh, with the rest of my team. So you're, you're making sure that they're not feeling bamboozled by the end of the day after oh, they get yeah. hired. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so nice. I don't know about you guys. There was a couple places I got hired and I was like, wait a minute. I got sold a bill of goods. Oh my gosh. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> and unfortunately I think, sometimes you're still going to sell a bill of goods, not intentionally. I mean, things happen, things come up and it's kind of like, Hey, know that we're going to continue this honesty level. Like I can always promise you that uh, if you work on my team, you're going to get the best, most honest picture you can at any given time. And I now realize even more so the benefits of doing that. Um, so that's been a huge, like, I think this was a good thing before. And now I go, Oh, no, really there's, now I have research to back up that this is the best, the best foot forward. Um, I'm so not that's just kind of been, Yeah. I was like, it's yeah. super validating. 
<laughs> so would you say that your degree and in your seeking out the degree in IO psychology has really benefited you in becoming more open, communicative? Like, what do you think are the best, like, top three attributes from any of this degree? I know. Don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> Here we are on the spot. Um, I mean, halfway through, I think number one for me has been um, being able to better articulate my expectations um, of an organization and what I'm looking for out of it. I think that's Mm. really created great conversations. Um, I have a really supportive management team. I work full time and I still pursue my degree um, and they've been great about that. And being able to discuss like, hey, are you aware of what other places are doing and kind of what the new trends are um, and being able to put words to it? That's been a huge benefit for me. I think the second one was I like to think I'm gr- continuously growing as a manager and being able to have those conversations. And that comes with its own challenges, too, of I have to take honest feedback and incorporate that. And that's never easy to hear, honestly. <laughs> um, but again, like I'm, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. So I will tell my staff like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for this. I'm trying to get this from you and vice versa. I want to support you. Um, I had it today. So Claire mentioned the happiness class. I, I told one of my employees like, Hey, I got to use you as an example in class of someone who's really found a way to drive uh, or derive purpose from their work to something bigger. And I said, and and I gave you kudos in this class because I think that's admirable. I've always pretty much worked for some place that's helping society in some way, one way or another. Um, I was like, but I don't get, I'm not motivated by that. Um, It's a little too detached for me, but she finds great purpose in it. And I say, I was like, that was amazing. I love that I got to use that as an example. And she goes, you talk about me in class? Well, it's not by name. (laughs) But she felt more involved. She goes, oh, that's cool. It does feel good. And now we've just broached this new topic. Um, so I think it's it's opened up new channels and new types of communications um, with my employees. And then finally, I've gotten better, I hope, at writing job descriptions. Because all of a sudden, like, oh, I actually understand what needs to go into this. And that was a very concrete lesson um, that I was able to apply right away. So that was super nice to get out of early on in the degree. Heck yeah. What, what, what class gave you that? Was that the HRM? Um, actually, it was intro. Um, oh. I.O. Just like right. being able to touch on it and dive deeper into it. Um, I had a new department. I mean, brand new to the company. And we had kind of pieced together some job descriptions. And then I went through that class and I went, we, we should rewrite these. Uh, we could do better. <laughs> as we're actually defining what we're doing here. And we did, and it's been like, now there's a clear growth path within it. You know, we can go from the entry level position to the secondary level position. And then we intend to create like further up, um, up the chain. It's all about supply chain. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh, I know how to do this (laughs) a lot more than I used to. And, I'm um, and sure. most of the managers, like most of the hiring managers that are writing job descriptions, we have no idea. Nobody trains on this. Not we really don't. We seek it out. Yeah. 
that's no, so agree. much fun. Sorry, I, I keep like, hey, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to create those intros. Yes. So. Well, I'd be I mean, curious. Like, what? I said, I'd be curious Go if ahead. you guys have, have found anything as you've progressed through the through the degrees and um, do you find it better or worse as you're interacting with people and or their trade-offs? Yeah, I, I find, I find um, you know, I think it's kind of like as you're trying on new shoes, you know, you're kind of a little awkward at first and then you, you, you get better and better and better at it. So I, I kind of think this whole ignorance is bliss is really interesting because ignorance gives you some sort of, I'll call it like peace or like, you know, oh, I'm doing the right thing, right? And then mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden, the more knowledge you get, the more you second guess yourself and like, wait, did I ask that question right without biases? <laughs> am I like, am I looking at, like, what am I looking at? How do I create a, a great team, you know, a well-rounded team? I think that's what you were kind of touching at earlier where, you know, you see this extroverted person, you're like, yes, come to my team. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's probably not the best thing for this team. And I think understanding the dynamics of team now and understanding the biases and the different questions that we have and how sometimes people don't say exactly what they mean. They're kind of like, they, it's, and it's important to ask questions and not even in a negative way. I think sometimes we have a definition of what something is. This happens all the time to me, you know, like um, even something as simple as communication, right? (laughs) And I have a different definition of what communication is than most people. Wouldn't you agree with that, Claire? I mean, sometimes Claire and I in this, we're like, wait a minute, what are you saying? Wait, I don't, tell me more. I need to, I need to learn more. Yes. That is a classic Claire. Yeah. Uh, so I need more. Tell me more. Um, I would, I would totally agree. I think that kind of Sam, what you were talking about, um, ignorance was bliss, but it, it's not an excuse. I think at the end of the day. I think yeah. that the learning capabilities and the ability for us to find the information to be better um, at being the leaders or being better at just being a colleague, coworker, yes. partner, um, human. it's out there. Yeah, being a human, um, <laughs> it's out there. And I think that ignorance is incredibly blissful for the person, but not for those around us. So, I mean, the question is, who is it? in bliss for um and it's usually a very for me i find it to be a very um self-centered not calling someone self-centered it's a self-centered feeling of bliss right it doesn't expand out and kind of what you're saying i love that you talked about um some of the things that you've learned have made you into this like i'm looking at the impact and when we think about ignorance being bliss you're not thinking about the impact and it's it's in complete contradiction to what that is. And it's kind of exciting to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people just drop glitter bombs, as we said, metaphorically, of course. That's um, a really good point. And other people are picking them up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I think it's our drive to be better that says, you know, it's not enough to be blissful. That, yeah. That's only going to get me so far you know, in my happiness journey, I can only be so happy just being ignorant. If mm-hmm. I have this kind of, I mean, if there's this internal drive to continuously get better, to continuously learn more, 
you're bound to find out that bliss isn't what you're looking for. Nope. So it it's it's a short term, even if it's self centered, it's a short term satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not everybody feels that way. There's plenty of people that are super happy forever being blissful, and will just keep picking up their glitter bombs, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's understanding the differences between yourself and others, and and working with it because you still have to be successful. There there's going to be people who are like, can I just do X, and that's on that's enough? It's like. Sure, as long as you recognize that you're only doing it and that other people are going to step in and have to kind of lift things up. If you're okay with that, then we'll work around that as long as as that's the expectation. That's a really powerful statement. Would you have you had to work with a lot of leaders that have been in that kind of headspace or mind space? So I've had like I've been lucky. I've had a lot of really fantastic leaders. Um but I, I have also had some of the worst leaders. Um, <laughs> they teach us so much, don't they? They really they do. do. Uh, they really do. <laughs> so I think I have leaders that are self-aware and driving to be better. My worst manager, unfortunately, I think was battling a lot of things in his own personal life and ended up leaving our company because of a nervous breakdown. Oh. And experiencing that as somebody reporting into someone, like slowly working their way towards that was very difficult. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no expectation for me of th- this person's not going to be supportive of, supportive of me. They're too busy dealing with themselves. Um, and I mean, at this point, I'm like, hey, I absolutely hope that life got better and easier and he found peace later on. But when I had to report to this person, I was like, dude, you're killing me. Could you you be a little more aware of what's going on? Um, But ever since then, that's influenced what I'm looking for in a leader. Like, I know, and I've done this in interviews when I'm talking to a potential manager, I will say, I'm looking for someone who's willing to have an argument with me. I value someone that welcomes dissenting views. There you go. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I yeah. Said, and that's, that's really a requirement for me, but knowing that now, knowing that I felt so poorly with someone who didn't welcome that with someone who couldn't be open to feedback in either direction. I was like, this isn't going to work. I'll never grow without somebody who's going to push me and is okay with me kind of pushing them too. Um, so in that case, I think I naturally seek out someone who's not trying to stay blissful. <laughs> That's a really good point. Heather, have you had too many experiences that are similar to that? Or as far as ignorance being bliss and having leadership that is kind of set in that way of I want to be blissful, more or less? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that those types of leaders tend to not be able to progress is what I've seen in my own career is that, you know, and and which I don't think is a bad thing, you know, like, I think we always want, or some of us, I'm a high achiever, like, I always want to be better and this and that and didn't go, but that doesn't mean that that's right for everybody. And so I think like, um, Sometimes just meeting people where they are is 
just as good. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that ignorance is bliss and some people like it. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's, there's only so much you can handle. I mean, I know everybody's had like kind of what you were saying with your, um, with your boss or your manager, um, where he ended up having a nervous breakdown. Like once you know that little piece of information, it's almost like maybe, I don't know if you excused everything, but there's a lot more understanding there. And there's a little bit more empathy with (laughs) what they were probably going through in that time and how frustrated you were. And then that almost is a bigger lesson when that's happened to me, it's been a bigger lesson to me. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't even think of that possibility is generally what I think about, you know, like I just yeah. thought they were just the worst leader or whatever. And really, <laughs> if you would have just, I mean, if there was a little bit of empathy and thoughtfulness and just like been like, hey, is everything okay? We're good. Like, I mean, are you okay? You know what I mean? And a little bit of um, open communication about that, it might have given him or her a break and a ability to kind of take a breath and not go and have a nervous breakdown. I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's been several times where I've actually had, I mean, we've all seen it before and I'm not going to say anything new. We've seen people fail upwards more often than not. I mean, I am, I am unfortunately been front row seat to watching several people fail upwards very quickly and very, very well, nonetheless. But um, even when given the opportunity of, are you okay? And opening that, that space to be, you know, vulnerable or be any of the things that you want them to be, to be open. um, They don't want to take it because ignorance is bliss. They don't want to know. Right. So if they're setting that and leaning way into it, I find that, I mean, even those opportunities being provided haven't helped. And I don't know. Um, we're getting, what's that? You can't force someone to become self-aware or to be ready to, to dive into something that requires so much psychological safety. So much. If you've been promoted so far beyond your capabilities and not like contributor capabilities, but leadership capabilities. And so often we see this happen where somebody was great technically. I was really good at my job as a contributor. Oh, you must be a great manager, a great leader. It's like, oh, actually, not necessarily. And especially not with the appropriate training and support behind it. And then we watch them fail. It's kind of like nobody can know that I'm not doing a good job because everybody thought I would do such a good job. And it's like Mm -hmm. to, to find that person, I mean, hopefully everybody's lucky enough to have at least one coworker or at least one trusted mentor to be able to go, I think I'm in too deep help. Like, how would I get out of this? Because I don't want to be demoted. That's killer. Um, But I also know I'm probably not giving back enough. And that's a very brave moment for any given person. If they're not ready for it, nothing you say will convince them. I think that's incredibly wise. Um, yeah, I it's such a it's such a good topic to consider. Um and for those of you listening, um thanks again. Um we hope that you are in a safe space where you can have these conversations with people. Um if you don't have a mentor, I would suggest that you find one somehow. 
Um, when I say somehow, there's usually within your organization or within your um, your industry. So if you're in HR or safety or in manufacturing, usually within that that space, you can find others that are willing to mentor you, whether it's at your company or not. So find somebody to help you support your path and trajectory. So, okay, I'm just going to wrap up here. So Sam, any last words that you would like to impart on anybody out there? I mean, if you go to this uh, Psycho Way to Success site on LinkedIn, you'll see, you'll see me commenting on there. And if you really need a mentor, somebody to just talk things out with as a third party, I'm always, I'm always willing to talk, but this was oh. a fantastic experience. <laughs> I love the conversation with you all. <laughs> and likewise, it, you yes. gave us so much to think about too. So thank you for that. Heather, how about you? Thank you. I mean, I think it's a great conversation. I love the ending of just reaching out to get a coach, a mentor, somebody to help you through it. Um, because there is no shame in that. It's actually very brave and smart. And every sports team has a coach. I don't know why everybody's so shocked when people need a coach for business. <laughs> Especially when you're out there and this is your first round or whatever, if it's your 50th round, I will tell you that there's still a coach for the best quarterback out there in the world. There's still time. There's still... You never stop learning. Um, Simon Sinek had a recent thing that he put out and it was even, there's no such thing as an expert leader, right? You're always learning. You're always growing. Don't forget that you're allowed to be a learner. Um, and you, I really hope you do find space and happiness and safety in learning. So um, thank you again, Sam, for being with us. I can't thank you enough. It was awesome to have you. Yeah. Um, if you guys need to find Sam, she is on LinkedIn, Sam Smith. Um, she is under, I think it's engineer right now and Harvard yeah. student. It's under yep. my government name. So Samantha Smith, like Samantha Smith. Yes. <laughs> so she has to not be confused with the, the, the singer, the, the singer. So yes, I appreciate that. Keeps showing up. I know that's, uh, that's rough. That's really rough. <laughs> Well, thank you again. And we can be found again on uh, YouTube, um, Spotify, and on Amazon. So any questions, any concerns, and if you do want to find Sam LinkedIn, um, send us a message or reach out to her as well. So thanks for your time and have a good day, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you.